Hello, hello, welcome back to the grind. I'm your host, Chris Chung, and we are back on the senior sessions. Today in the studio with me is Eva. Hello. Hey, Eva, why don't you go ahead and、uh, give us a quick opener and an introduction、um, who you are? Yeah, so my name is Eva Sebaletti. I'm a senior in the graphic design program here. Yes,、uh, and perhaps、uh, not a lot of people know about this behind the scenes scoop, but we are actually co workers RL. <laughs> There's about four of us that from the design program that work there. that、uh, We worked at、um, Pacific Rent Food, which is like a local. Uh, grocery store, but there's also a restaurant there. So, highly recommend. Anyway,、um, while you, we have you on the show, we obviously want to talk about、uh, like your senior thesis. But、uh, I just also want to know how was Hawaii? Because I know you recently <laughs> made a spontaneous trip over spring break. How, how was it? How、um, was the island? Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So, I went there previously in the summer because I have some friends、um, mm-hmm. who are living there and I got invited.、Um, so then I went back during spring break just recently、mm-hmm. um, to Maui and it was really fun.、Maui. Although I ended up, I ended up camping because I wasn't able to stay with my friend. <laughs> so, you know, I got to experience the wilderness a little bit. Yeah, that's wild though because, like,、uh... Well, kind of giving yourself a little moment of retreat, being away from the screen, from the keyboard. Yeah, it was I, that, I that it was part、nice. was, it was、yeah. actually really nice. Um,、yeah. I didn't really have great internet access.、Yeah. So I was trying to just, you know, like focus on drawing and stuff. I ended up reading a lot of books too. Yeah.、Uh, I think a lot of us do need that kind of a、um, little breakaway from the routine, right? Uh, especially you're doing graphic design work in school. And for me, for the past like two months, I've been doing a graphic design gig、uh, outside of the curriculum too. So it was definitely, it is definitely kind of a、um, uh, toil on the creative side of things. So I think a sponta- spontaneous trip like that would definitely like benefit. Like, that, does it like help you? Does that give you like a source of、uh, inspiration for cre- the, on the creative side?、Um, yeah, I would definitely say like I'm somebody who's really inspired by just like being in nature and stuff、mm-hmm. like that.、Um, and like a lot of my personal work outside of design, I'd say, is just like inspired by nature. So for me, like, yeah, it's like really rejuvenating to like get away from all the technology. And, you know, like I found. Working in the program so long, it's <laughs> you're just on a computer all、yeah. the time. And, you know, like we're just stuck in these rooms and it can、yeah. be nice, but,、sure. you know, it's really nice to like get away from all of that、yeah. and kind of like force yourself outside the box. I i really want the design center to have like an atrium. Oh, that would、God. be so cool. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, we have so many windows, right? But、yeah. it's like a glass house. We're on the third floor of RCVA. Yeah.、Uh, would be nice to have like atrium and just like full、mm-hmm. plants,、uh, like a little greenhouse. I don't know.、Yeah. It's just maybe I'm just、uh, asking too much, but、yeah. <laughs> I think it would be a cool idea. No, definitely.、Um, and also,、uh, we just wrapped up Nexus, which has been、oh, a yeah, pretty senior exhibition. stressful part of、um, the、um, exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Nexus, we just finished up. So um, it went pretty well, though, I'd say. Yes. You know, despite um, all of the struggles. <laughs> check out episode four uh, <laughs> if you want to know a little bit inside scoop of uh, Nexus, uh, as well as episode three uh, from Phase. We did also do some uh, on site interviews of seniors from the exhibition. Let's get back to kind of your thesis. Uh, this is the main reason I'm sitting here. I wanted to know a little bit more on what you're working on. So uh, give us a quick like brief of uh, your thesis and what you're working on right now. Yeah, so my thesis project, um, you know, we all have to identify sort of like an issue, whether it's like something design related or something that's like a cultural issue mm -hmm. and like how we would solve that with graphic design. Yeah. And for me, I was thinking a lot about uh, how especially like care products in general, mm -hmm. um, but just like products throughout the world are kind of like gender specific a lot of times. Yes. And like they're just like very falling into gender stereotypes. Um, yes, for sure. And I'm really interested in fashion and makeup. Mm -hmm. um, and the nice thing about the thesis project is that we can kind of like tailor it to something we're interested in. So yeah. because of those interests, I wanted to focus on the idea of like gender inclusivity in mm. the makeup world. Okay. And yeah, like it's not really a super like new issue because mm. um, I know people have done rebranding for like tampon packaging yeah. and stuff mm. and like things like that that are catered towards, you know, like more neutral audiences. Right. But I just wanted to try doing basically like a gender neutral makeup brand and how I could solve that with graphic design. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I think we juniors are, are, this is kind of a coincidental moment. Uh, we juniors are also being signed to do a uh, gender neutral refresh. This is the timing of it. I think it's just perfect. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, in our design application class uh, with uh, Ed Ryan, so, um, and I see a lot of, uh, you know, especially that what you're talking about, like how it's a, uh, it could get packaging, right? Uh, it could get easily like gendered, either uh, to cater to or like male, female, it could go like those extremes. Yeah. Uh, especially when you go to like, I, I recently, because uh, I live literally behind Hobby Lobby. <laughs> so I had to do a uh, craft, um, textile craft for uh, my little textile uh, art class, which is an art history class. And for our final project, you have to actually do a piece of uh, textile work from a, an artist uh, that's inspired by the artist. Um, I walked in there, right? You can already picture this. You can already picture the demographic uh, that goes into Hobby Lobby. And so a lot of the products there are like uh, extremely targeted to or um, those people and the color usage, the packaging is mm. very, very uh, one-sided. And maybe the the one of the few things I find that was actually gender neutral were candles, believe it or not. Candles? Yeah, I was looking at the, oh. their selection of candles and the, I guess, um, the typeface they use, the, yeah. the color they use is um, more on the gen uh, like neutral side of things. Yeah. But yeah it's pretty interesting yeah like when you actually start to think more in depth about it as an mm -hmm. issue like 
and you start looking for it just in like supermarkets and stuff and you see like all this packaging and it's like oh super macho like made for men (laughs) or you know like vice versa it'll be like pink sparkly packaging and it's like oh it's for women like girl power (laughs) 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 like you know like it it can be appropriate sometimes but you know i think it can be like detrimental when it goes too far so yeah so how would that cause an issue for people that are you know shopping for certain products um I mean, like on the personal level. Yeah. So like, I guess relating to my thesis for Mm -hmm. makeup in specific, you know, like I narrowed down on that issue just because I was thinking about um, like growing up and like I I identify as Mm non-binary and I have a lot of trans friends. And so just like thinking about that experience growing up and like when you're developing all of your interests. for me, like makeup and fashion and stuff were a really big part of my identity. Mm-hmm. And I had friends who, you know, like they they weren't allowed to like wear makeup. They weren't allowed to like put on dresses and stuff like that because they, it was seen as like too feminine when they weren't supposed to be. I see. And, yeah. you know, also those people like going into the store when they're older and they could buy makeup themselves but feeling like uncomfortable because it's judged. all yeah because yeah, mm-hmm. it's all just like oh this makeup will like make you a pretty girl mm-hmm. and it's like right like maybe i don't want to yeah. be a girl maybe i just want to put on makeup yeah but <laughs> something that also came up in a discussion with uh uh you know as we're uh going through the project the idea of these gender targeted marketing and packaging is so much ingrained in our day-to-day life right so it didn't happen overnight it did not happen over years it's been there since the very beginning of like uh norms mm-hmm. or societal norms of uh the definition of gender so um it would be kind of hard to kind of strip that away from products that's already out there um like we can do these refresh but it's like um yeah but it's uh raising awareness i would say yeah and that's that's one thing you know i was thinking about and it's like my thesis project although i want to do like gender gender neutral makeup packaging like i know it's not really going to solve the problem you know it just addresses the issue but i think on like a cultural level and just like it's so ingrained in like western culture specifically true just like these gender roles um yeah because you know like i was saying like people growing up it's like it goes back to the whole issue of like you're gonna like give a girl a barbie doll and like you give a boy (laughs) a toy truck and like nobody really questions it you know and like there's a lot of backlash when people start saying like maybe that's not right but Yeah, like that just is so ingrained in society. It stretches into the graphic design field too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I think aw- raising awareness is good. Uh, at least you know um, you're being a part of uh, what you can do with your current capacity. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I would also say that uh, you know coming from telling your own story, this project is uh, coming from a standpoint that's like super personal, like. I and agree. Um, I'd agree with like all our pieces are our design. You know, we don't want to get into the art 
versus design thing there, <laughs> but uh, our design is highly biographical, I would say. Even in design, there's some concepts that, uh, or like you said, those issues, because ultimately what design does is to solve those issues, right? Um, is personal. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I would also want to know uh, your, like your process, like where you are in this thesis, like and can, yeah, just kind of work through what walk us through like your um, design process, like how you start got it started. Yeah, so um, starting with my thesis, you know, so I had this idea of like how can I make a makeup brand that encourages people of all backgrounds to um, explore makeup and explore their identity and. You know, there's like a lot of different ways I feel like you could solve that problem. Um, for me, I knew, you know, I needed to make a brand. So I started with that. Um, and I spent a long time brainstorming different ideas of like names for the brand. Mm -hmm. And it was hard because I had to find names that weren't names, already taken. You, you have to have names. You yeah. can't have it. You can't. <laughs> If you don't have a name, you can't literally start it. Yeah, that's how so, you build your identity. Yeah, so that yeah. was my first step. I know I talked with you a little bit outside yeah. of class mm -hmm. too about that. Um, yeah. And I spent a really long time just like trying to find the perfect name for this brand that, mm -hmm. you know, encompassed this idea of inclusivity. And, yeah. you know, I kind of realized after a while, though, that there's not really going to be like a perfect name. <laughs> um, I kind of yeah. reached a point that, you know, I was like doing polls on Instagram being like, which name do you like best? Oh, yeah, I remember and those. And they yep. the results turned out yeah. pretty even amongst mm. like the four I had <laughs> narrowed it down to. And at that point, I realized it's it's kind of just something I need to decide on True. because yeah. Yeah, at some point you have options and you just have to force yourself to narrow it down because things yeah. are so, you know, like everyone is looking at it really mm -hmm. objective or subjectively. Right. So <laughs> true. I if that at that point, you know, uh seeing the result from the poll, like seeing how evenly distributed that Yeah, it's it just it's, like, it's a matter of opinion right, at yeah, that point. Exactly. So, so yeah. Yeah. Um I ended up going with the name Hey. Hey. which it's spelled h-e-j okay um yeah. it's it's hungarian so okay. it means like a peel or a rind of something mm -hmm. and i liked that idea just because i was thinking about you know i want this brand to be about revealing your true self and finding your identity through mm -hmm. makeup and like expressing yourself and you know like when you peel an orange or something that's like showing what's on the inside. So I like this whole idea. Orange. Yeah, yeah I, I love the orange uh, analogy. Some people would uh, refer to uh, the analogy as the onion. I love <laughs> yeah. orange. Though. Onions, uh, you know, makes you cry. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, no, that's that's very interesting. With uh, hey, I guess I pronounced yeah. it. Yeah, somewhat hey, closely. I, I was pronouncing it wrong yeah. too when I it's, first heard it. I think it's it, also but... like in a lot of a uh, Scandinavian language as well as like yeah. in a lot of European language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, but basically, um, once I 
chose the brand name. You know, I had to narrow down the identity. I spent a while on um, just like the brand mark. Mm -hmm. I went with like a word mark logo. And once I did that, now I'm working currently on, you know, making the packaging. So I had to take some existing makeup products, you know, measure mm. all of those packages. It it takes kind of a lot more time <laughs> than I thought that it would. Um, it always does. Yeah. It? Just yeah. because I'm designing for a whole line of makeup. Right. So mm. getting the product dimensions and, you know, there's things that. I think like for this senior thesis project, there's always going to be things that come up that you don't think about. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was like making a physical mock up. Like, how how am I going to get these products themselves? Because if I wanted to have really unique packaging and design something like that, I would need really unique bottles to like True. fit the packaging. Yeah. And I can't really like just fabricate True. an insane looking bottle I mean, myself. you could slide into uh, Corman Hall. They, I think they do have a fabricator <laughs> over there. But anyway, yeah, yeah I, I, I completely understand. Yeah, like, so yeah. It, it was just, you know, difficult with like the time frame and the parameters. So I ended up using existing packaging like or existing bottles mm -hmm. and finding a way to like rethink that unique packaging with the idea of like peeling something yeah. in mind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah that's currently kind of where i'm at i'm making some patterns and different um photography like collages mm -hmm. to see which will look best um with the packaging yeah, yeah. um i think the packaging uh, since you can't really fabricate the um container or vessel themselves yeah focusing on the packaging is a definitely uh a good direction mm -hmm. uh like you think about packaging right because that's like the first impression of the actual product yeah and the product is like within the packaging mm -hmm. so um the texture i guess everything from the color uh typography texture has a lot to do with establishing the mm -hmm. identity right um and in terms of like um designing a gender neutral packaging you know what because we see like all the very extremely uh gender targeted products and there are some variables that we can kind of manipulate and change and to make it like more gender neutral. Like what are some of those variables that you see that you feel like that can be um, tuned to make it more gender neutral? Yeah, so the things that I tried to keep in mind, you know, were basic things like, you know, color, um, typeface, mm -hmm. uh, just, things like that and um that's one of those things like it would have been nice if i could like tailor the products themselves just because mm -hmm. um like for example i saw this makeup for men uh campaign i can't remember what the um, brand was but like i yeah. saw it and they talked about how they made these like products specifically to be like usable like on the go because mm. like a male audience would probably not want to sit down for a long time and like put on a full face of foundation yeah. they're going to use a concealer stick yeah. that looks a certain way you know mm. it's like more inconspicuous and you know something you can just pull out and apply with your fingers yeah. it would have been nice to get into the specifics of things like that but you know right. that's more product design yeah not so much graphic design true so yeah. um for yeah for the packaging itself though um 
I tried to pick, you know, as neutral colors as I could. Um, so it's kind of just like a gray and black theme is what I have I going see. on right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then whatever color um, the like product itself is, is kind of like the highlighting element. Mm -hmm. um, and then for the logo, I wanted to do something. It's, it's kind of like a bubbly feeling logo. Okay. Um, <laughs> basically something that's like inviting, but feels clean um, and sort of like strays away from, you know, traditional makeup brands that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot I, of fashion brands will use like serifs and stuff like, exactly. like Dido is right. like, you know, the fashion magazine font and mm -hmm. like things like that kind of become intrinsically like that feminine right that high contrast yeah, yeah. and you know mm -hmm. it yeah it, it really just depends on how you're using you know all the elements True. that you are mm -hmm. but i also kind of found that it's hard to make packaging as neutral as possible without looking like everything else <laughs> yeah it's like there's a fine line between you know you're designing something for um the gender neutrality mm -hmm. and then it starts to blend in with yeah because yeah, originally right. i was like yeah. i was thinking i was like how can i make something super neutral and like you know my immediate reaction is okay do something like beige and <laughs> use like futura yeah, and just you know, have it like yeah, that like yeah. that's it is neutral true but then i'm looking yeah. at you know other brands and i'm like oh like they've already done that uh, at least you're not using helvetica yeah well <laughs> i I'm, thought I'm, about I that i was too. thinking about it. as you're mentioning it uh, i was like prototyping my own like design as well and like yeah i'm gonna use beige yeah i'm gonna use black and beige and some kind of gray and then yeah. maybe helvetica and, because know, i just can't escape the helvetica trap I guess. yeah but, and because yeah. it's like you know just things like you know like fonts like helvetica and stuff yeah. they're they're pretty neutral like True. they don't really have a strong connotation yeah. like with them mm -hmm. so it's good for gender neutral packaging but mm -hmm, i found sure. if i want to create something that's going to stand out mm -hmm. i need to like stray away from the idea of neutrality but like in a way that like i don't fall into like gender stereotypes mm -hmm. but it's it's a hard balancing yeah, act it's, it's really difficult yeah. you know and i looked at um I looked at brands like Muji a lot. That's a Japanese mm -hmm. brand and their right. whole concept is being brandless. brandless. And, you know, yeah. at the time that they were founded, that was a really new idea. And I think that's why it works so well for brands like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now that idea is kind of taken already. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 kind of slowly becoming the next trend. Yeah. And that's where you kind of have to sit back and evaluate like, oh, do I really want to reference that now or do I just want to create, draw my inspiration from elsewhere? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, for my brand that I made um, for Hey, I was thinking like, yeah, I want to remain gender neutral, mm -hmm. but I realized it still needs some element that's going to make it stand out, mm -hmm. which is why I ended up using like a more bubbly kind of like weird looking typeface mm -hmm. um and then i ended up also kind of going with this idea of like fruit you know mm -hmm. behind the whole fruity peeling something <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man. well that wasn't intentional but no. 
I saw your uh, sketches or your um, in progress work on that. I'm like, oh, is that a juice box? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It does I have that kind of appearance, but yeah, I fun. did try doing some yeah. things with color. It right. did look just like a juice box. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I strayed away from that a little bit, okay, and it's cool. like. Yeah, trying to kind of find the balance between making like I wanted to make my brand fun, but mm -hmm. I wanted it to still feel like it could be like a a nice makeup product, you know, and yeah. like something a little bit higher end and yeah. like something that's accessible, though. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted it to feel like inviting, I mm -hmm. guess, which is also, you know, why I chose the brand mark that I did. Um, yeah. yeah that's that's very cool um i think the idea of creating something in, more inviting is uh perhaps to kind of eradicate or attempt to eradicate that barrier mm -hmm. when someone was to um pick up their own like makeup or self-care product um that has to be come into uh consideration so yeah yeah kudos to that And uh, I wanted to shift gear a little bit. We talked a lot about like thesis, your your thesis, and how it has um, some tie to your personal identity. Mm. Okay, so another piece of the puzzle, if you guys don't know about Eva, is that Eva actually <laughs> has a TikTok <laughs> dedicated to cosplay. That is okay. So we're talking about like self-expression, right? Self-expression mm -hmm. and your art taking other formats um how did you, how did you kind of like get into the scene of like cosplay like yeah it, you, you would you call it a, a form of art honestly yeah i'd yeah. say it's kind of an art form yeah um i feel like it sounds stupid when you say that <laughs> but <laughs> oh no it's actually really funny though that you yeah. bring it up because okay like the whole cosplay community and stuff like that is actually one of the reasons that i feel like i chose the thesis topic that i oh, did really? that's which yeah i mean because i know i was talking a lot about my reasons behind picking it before but i think mm -hmm. um my whole exposure to like you know just like communities of like all sorts of people wanting to wear makeup yeah. kind of came from my experience with cosplay mm -hmm. um because you you dress up basically for people who don't know what cosplay is um yeah. it's based on like you know japanese animation anime yeah. stuff and you kind of just dress up as the characters and have fun it's like halloween mm -hmm. anytime <laughs> um and there's there's a lot of like weird stereotypes with it yeah there um, is yeah so I, yeah. I don't that's why i don't talk about doing it a ton yeah. with like classmates and stuff but right. it's kind of this fun other it's, online persona i have it, it's kind of out in the wild now yeah everyone's getting the scoop but yeah. <laughs> i don't mind people you know knowing that i do stuff like that yeah. and mm -hmm. it's it's a pretty fun thing though because I can express myself, you know, however I want. I can like dress up like these characters and I meet a lot of other people who like to do that too. Yeah. And that's sort of how I really got into this whole community of like people dressing up in different ways and like wearing makeup and like I might dress up as a character that is a guy, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. but like still put on makeup to look this certain way. And that's kind of where, you know, like the roots of this idea started like growing for me. And when it started become becoming an important issue, Mm -hmm. um, just because I gained a lot of friends through cosplay um, online and stuff. And, you know, they really like wearing makeup, but like some of them are like identify as like male and it's just like there's just so many like weird things with makeup and like identity and i started learning a lot more about um just like the different like communities and like the different ways that people like want to express themselves Mm -hmm. or feel like they can't um express themselves you know because of like gender stereotypes yeah yeah I think also um, I went to uh, the Art Institute Chicago uh, not too long ago, I think actually over spring break. I might have mentioned this in my class, one of my classes, uh, but they were having a ex- exhibit of uh, queer magazines from the 60s and 70s and going into the 80s, I believe. So, and the appeal of these magazines, a lot of that do yeah there's a lot of usage of like makeup and kind of like um bending the societal norm mm-hmm. of um gender identities and it's very glamorous when you look yeah. at it like even from like the layout and the color usage of the magazines themselves it's it's one would say like it's out there mm-hmm. but that's i think one of the ways to kind of for for um the queer community to kind of like raise the flag mm-hmm. and be like um kind of uh not only like a it's kind of like a call out yeah. for uh establishing their um community and identity if you will yeah uh, and i mean i also think that um kind of like going along with that i thought about makeup too a lot um in like previous years you know like i wasn't just thinking about Mm -hmm. makeup's relation to art when i did my thesis project Mm -hmm. and i like i even wrote an essay for one of my um art history classes last year and it was (laughs) it was on makeup as an art form Mm -hmm. and i think it's kind of you know it's like always a blurred line when you like talk about you know like what's art versus what's not art exactly and i think like for a long time well even now like most people don't really think of makeup as an art form Mm. like it's starting to get a little bit more um like seen as that but yeah i wrote this whole essay on just like makeup about self-expression and like realizing that it can kind of like become a high art yeah um Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) one of my one of my options for my thesis project actually that I almost did was creating a makeup brand that is like based off the idea of art. So like mm-hmm. making the like makeup products look kind of like like paint or oh, you know okay. like like a paint palette or like right. something like that oh. just because I don't know when you look into it like if you look up makeup as an art form just like Mm. on google or something like people will like recreate like entire just like you know van gogh paintings or something like on their face and i'm like so yeah i just think it's really interesting um the idea of like makeup as an art form because it's like they're doing these entire like 
paintings it's just a different material but like they'll be mm -hmm. doing it on themselves in a mirror like looking like backwards like a mirrored image yeah so it's kind of insane to like think you know you you don't really think of somebody doing their makeup as this like rigorous like art journey but <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i suppose i should take back my question about if cosplay is art <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah, was such well, a well you know it, it is it, you know you think about it like um a lot of the cosplayers um when they trying to uh recreate their own versions of a certain character and it's not just the makeup it's the costumes it's everything yeah uh sometimes yeah sometimes like exoskeleton or something yeah. like that it's very extravagant so a lot of that is um you know crafting it yeah. takes weeks and um in itself it is it is an art form yeah. yeah i mean yeah i guess thinking about it that way then like i would definitely say it is an art form and i yeah. think it's like like i said something like people judge a lot but like when you actually start to get into it i mean for me it's just like something that i started doing in my free time just for fun because i was like hmm what would it be like to just you know like dress up as this character that i like i think it might be kind of fun and then when i really started getting into it like about like a year or two ago um i would really like make these like entire like sets and i'm really into photography and stuff okay. so mm -hmm. when i would like film tiktok videos <laughs> it sounds really like silly and like childish i feel like but like for me it was something i actually took pretty seriously mm -hmm. and yeah. it was like kind of a self-exploration and like how i can push myself artistically yeah. and it helped me like gain a lot of skills you know just mm -hmm. like setting up lighting yeah. and editing videos um just yeah. stuff like that like i would try and like there was a time like i tried like recreating like a music video but like in cosplay it mm. was like it's difficult but yeah like stuff like that it's really fun and i think it's nice to find a hobby like that yeah. that you can you know like relate to artistically like it's like now relating to my design and mm -hmm. you know like the thing that i want to go into in the future yeah but it's also separate from design yeah. and like i think it's good to have a hobby like that you know 100 percent. i i absolutely agree with that like i because you look at your entire like career or your life it's um I've, i said this in episode one back back in the day with with paul sizer and christian cardoso uh but we our life here is you know it's beyond just doing design everything else that you do outside of that whatever inspires you artistically is going to affect your design work like in so it's like a it's like a circular motion, you know. Um, so I 100% agree with that. And uh, I'm also uh, very uh, admin on like expressing myself through like means of like photography. So we, we actually mm -hmm. did a photo shoot not yeah. too long ago. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was fun um, playing with uh, projectors and um, uh, interesting lighting situations. Um, so that definitely is a key also to um, express yourself outside of design because sometimes we what you do in design uh is um 
you know, it could be challenging. And so you needed that artistic break to like get yourself unstuck, uh, if you will. So, and you um, also kind of mentioned like future, right? (laughs) We were at what? Today is April 11th. Yeah. And we're down to the last final countdown now, right? Yeah, yeah it's graduating tough. soon. Yeah. Applying oh, for jobs. Exciting. Pretty stressful. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't want to just focus on immediately out uh, um outside of um, you know I don't want to focus on just immediately post graduation. Uh within the next five or six years, like uh was there any like prospects you know anything that you wanted to do down the line with the knowledge that you gained from the program yeah um (laughs) i think for me personally i am always very at odds with myself you know based on what i want to do with the future and Mm -hmm. you know i think like there's a few different paths i always like debate taking Mm -hmm. and something i need to figure out for myself (laughs) but you know like a few different places i could see myself if i end up like following a more traditional design path Mm -hmm. um i mean i'm hoping to move to new york city and get an internship at you know like i'm going to be applying for selman um they just that's a company in brooklyn okay and they just sent out some internship emails and stuff you know so like working for a company like that Mm -hmm. um there's always the possibility of me going the makeup and fashion route and you know i really like to kind of like expand on this idea of like creating cosmetic packaging and stuff like that Mm -hmm. something that really interests me you know or there's the whole idea of me completely ditching design <laughs> <laughs> maybe is, we should cut that out <laughs> oh well i think we should keep it in the episode okay uh but it's well, okay yeah. it's, there's, it's yeah, yeah so it's okay. there's also the whole idea of me completely ditching yeah. design which isn't really something that i should probably be saying but it's like it's just like a true thing you know sometimes you major in it yeah and you end up not following that path but you know i always really wanted to start my own business or something so mm-hmm. although like design could probably tie in with that i've, I've always For been sure. interested in starting some like if it's like a coffee shop oh. or you know something like that but you know that could that be way attractive. way down in the future for right. me you know yeah so like a distant call like in, yeah. in your something in your i always wanted to do yeah. but we'll oh. see maybe you will come to fruition when the time comes <laughs> right and yeah maybe in like 50 yeah. years i'm gonna be back <laughs> on this podcast and be like oh, remember man. that episode Jeez. episode 100 yeah. oh man well i i think this will will definitely keeping that piece in the podcast uh yeah. because also think about like um you can remain fluid yeah. or uh for your career for what you're doing uh after graduation mm-hmm. and some people do indeed find design jobs like straight out of um out of the program and that's fine that's great and um some people probably end up working for um agencies in uh, new york i've known a couple of uh alumni that does uh, that do that and um some visiting designers uh, have actually talked to us about that those opportunities but also kind of 
just you know they always say like follow your heart follow your passion but yeah it, that's that's what it boils down to so, yeah who knows uh, maybe i could design my own like cosplay brand yeah something like that or, you know yeah it's, or yeah. everything everything just just it's in the air it's for you to to experience yeah and, maybe i'll be working at pacific rim style. Oh, no. <laughs> You know, that's funny. Ten years later. That's funny uh, because I had a dream the other day of like cryogenically frozen for like 18 <laughs> years, right? It was exactly 18 years. I was talking talking about this with a couple of um, friends of mine from, from the junior class. And so I woke up, right? There was a time gap. I woke up and I went to the store, our store, uh, Perseverance Foods. Um, we're not affiliated with uh, Perseverance, <laughs> just so you know, but uh we just talk about it because we're co-workers and i saw some of my co-workers there i'm like wow wow you still work here after 18 <laughs> was years I, was i there uh maybe i don't know <laughs> you're gonna have to now i guess yeah but yeah it's fun so i i do hope in the future i get to visit this uh cafe of yours i don't know what yeah. it's gonna be called we'll see um uh, maybe it's the uh cardboard cafe who knows oh, right? yeah <laughs> I had this whole idea of, um, you know, creating cardboard cafe. That's like, I have this like Instagram handle. It's like cardboard right. sketch. I'd like Check the idea. Out. I like the idea of like making a cafe and you can, it's like, it's all cardboard and you can draw on everything. Yeah. It's also like, you know, it's a hypothetical yeah. idea. It probably yeah. wouldn't work, but. <laughs> Highly recyclable too. Yeah, yeah. Everything's recyclable. Wow. Be cool. Well, it would be. Yeah. Although I would question like how you would um, deliver coffee with cardboard. Well, or would you have paper cups, straws? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's that's Anyways. for uh, that's up for debate and to dream about. So yeah. And with that note, we are going to bring this podcast to an end. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Eva, for um, joining us today. And just want to do a quick shout out to our Instagram. It is AIGA.WMU to check out um, all the latest on uh, the AIGA student chapter. Again, that's AIGA.WMU. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, I'm your host, Chris Jung. I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.